bringing you the very best in contemporary music. Traditional music. Follow 
found a peace for what I can't control. I got a joy down in my soul. I got a praise that I cannot hold. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I got a peace that I can't control. I got a joy down in my soul. I got a praise that I cannot hold. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I got a peace of what I can't control. I got a joy. Joy down in my soul. I got a prayer. 
I found a peace for what I can't control. I got a joy down in my soul. I got a praise that I can't find. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I got a peace for what I can't control. I got a joy down in my soul. I got a praise that I can't find. If it's something hot you want, then it's something hot you'll get.
the lily of the valley. He's a bright and morning star. Somebody said, Lord, as I got King Jesus,
I was lost in my own world, feeling really confused. Didn't care about anything, I felt so abused. One day I looked up to where my help comes from, told the Lord about my problems. But it was already done, he cares, cares for me, I know just how dear you're Lincoln Park Holiness Church NSI radio broadcast. We believe in God-powered preaching, sound doctrine teaching, and hallelujah praise. Join us with an open heart and a listening ear, and let a friend know we are on the air. Please pray for Overseer William Eli Radcliffe. Setting in this morning for Overseer William Eli Ratcliffe for the Thursday morning Bible study is Elder Demetrius Hunter along with Eldress Belinda McCoy and Minister Anthony Evans. And now, here is Elder Demetrius Hunter. Amen, amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you for joining the Lincoln Park Holiness Church Thursday morning.
So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed your life so I could be free. He said, you thought I was worth saving. But God thought so much of that one in that song that he gave his life for him. And what's so good about it is that not only the one that was singing that song, but God also gave his life for us. Isn't that something to be happy about? We thank God for those of you that are in our midst this morning. And uh, we are here to do what thus say the Lord. Thank Deacon Horton and Deacon Bellamy for carrying out the uh, first part of our service. We thank you for your tithe and your offering. We thank God for the good stewards, the ones that are here and not here, but the ones that are, you may not see them, but their love offerings are still here and supporting this ministry. And I just want to thank each and every one, from the youngest to the eldest, to God be the glory. So there are a lot of seats in a lot of churches everywhere on this blessed Sunday. Am I right about it? And I believe that although that there are a lot of seats empty, God is taking care of us no matter where we may be. Can I get a witness? You know, there are a lot of empty seats as we deal with this now new mutated form of this COVID virus, and we now hear that since Omicron has arrived, that another one has sprung up in France somewhere. Lord, have mercy. But God, please cover us under your blood and keep us safe. People have many reasons for not coming to church. Uh, Some don't come because they are sick. There are some that do not come because they don't want to get sick. And there are some that do not come because they don't want to make anybody sick. And all of that is understandably so. So as we worship and come to the church during these abnormal times, I'm still grateful that God has allowed churches all over the world to still reach believers by way of Internet radio, 
YouTube, or Facebook, and some even by satellite. Again, I say to God, be the glory. But see, we really can't avoid the church because for believers, the real church is within us. Can I get a witness? So because we have the real church within us, and as Jesus said, where two or three gather together in my name, there I would be in the midst of them. So as we go through this period, we just have to seek the Lord wherever he may be found. And just keep on praying and praying and knowing that he did not bring us this far to leave us now. Am I right about it? You know, there's a story about a husband and wife that arose one Sunday morning and they were getting ready and the wife was already dressed for church. And as it neared more closer to getting near the time, for church service to get started, she noticed that her husband hadn't lifted a finger to get dressed. So becoming perplexed, she asked him, why aren't you getting ready for church? <laughs> he said, because I don't want to go. She said, well, do you have any reasons? He said, yes. I have three reasons. He said, first, the congregation is cold. Second, people don't like me. And third, I just don't want to go. So the lady replied very wisely, and she said, well, honey, I have three reasons why you should go to church. She said, first, the congregation is warm. And she said, second, there are people there, a few people that do like you. And she said, third, you are the pastor, so get dressed, let's go. <laughs> I don't know where you got your motivation from this morning. <laughs> but as the pastor, I don't have an excuse, but I pray that you pray for me that I will have a word this morning. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Lead me, guide me, and direct me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen, amen and amen again. I want to talk about a man that was born with an excuse. 
I want to talk about a man that was born with a name that meant sorrow. A man that was born and labeled with a name that means sorrowful maker. Lord have mercy. This man was given that name by his mother. During uh, these times of Jewish, ancient Jewish customs and uh, Jewish culture, names were symbolic and they looked at it as it foretold one's future. So because this young man gave pain, extra pain, excruciating pain, outside of a normal birth, he gave his mother so much pain that she decided to name him Jabez, which means one who causes pain. But this young man that was born to have a bleak future and born to be ridiculed and born to look like outside of other people, he had to live a life labeled with a name as one who causes pain. Lord have mercy. But this man outside of all of the odds, and outside of all of the circumstances that he had to face early in life, Jabez overcame those odds. Jabez superseded what people thought he would be or become. Even his mother, in so many words, said this child is going to be a pain in the neck. So in a verse, I'm pretty sure his brothers and his family looked down on him because this is the way the Jewish culture reacted to names during those times. Can I get a witness? So having said all that, I want to speak to you this morning on the title of this message is it's not what you are called, but who you call on. Repeat after me. It's not what you are called. Come on, let's say it again together. It's not what you are called, but it's who you call on. See, my Christian friends, in this life, there are going to be trials and tribulations, and there are going to be circumstances and situations. There are going to be things that we have to deal with whether or not. Some of them began at an early age, and here in, the, in this text, it began with this young man labeled at birth. But in spite of those things, negative things that may be said about you or Maybe people want you to feel about yourself. 
I want you to know that it's not what people think about you. It's not what people say about you. It's not what they call you. But you, yourself, have to know who to call on and how to get a prayer through. Can the church say amen? This man, Jabez, facing all of these things, this man, Jabez, the Bible says, and, 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 and the scripture is going to come from 1 Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. That's where I'm speaking from. And it says, the scripture says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the Lord of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. Right there, a lot of uh, other translations say enlarge my territory. And he goes on, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me, and God granted him that which he requested. As I say, how did Jabez do it? Well, I've got good news for you. You can do the same thing. Uh, Jabez's prayer was answered because the Bible starts off as saying that he was more honorable than his brethren. I'm sure his brothers had the good names and it seemed like that they probably would have gone to the good schools and, and, and have good things come their way. The mother had already written him off, but Jabez, because of his good character, because he was an honorable person, regardless of whether anybody else in the world saw it, God saw it. And that's what matters. That is what is paramount in our life for our success in our future. And Jabez overcame all that because he cried out to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord, oh Lord, he wanted the Lord to bless me. He wanted the Lord help me. He wanted the Lord to be with me. And he wanted the Lord to keep me. That's something we need to say this morning. Say, Lord, bless me. Help me. Help me. Be, with me. Be with me. Keep me. Keep me. Now, keep, now, now, now give a hand because he's kept you. <laughs> because I'm looking at you. And I see you able to move or wave your hands. 
God is blessing you and keeping you alive. And for that alone, we should give him all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. Jabez became a man of fervent prayer. He believed that God could answer prayer. He didn't look at his, his inadequacies. He didn't look at the mistakes that had been made, some he had nothing to do with. But in spite of all that, the Bible says he was more honorable than his brethren. And I believe that means his, his brothers and his buddies. And because he was more honorable, God granted his request. He asked God to increase my territory. He wanted God to bless him that he could expand. Why? Not that it was about him. He wanted God to bless him so he could go and make God be great among people. He wanted to go and spread the good news of how good and how God great, great, he, great he was and what he could, same thing that he could do for him, he could do for somebody else. He prayed for spiritual prosperity. And first and foremost, that's the first thing that we need to have if we want to be financially blessed. Can I get a witness? Don't put the cart before the horse. Don't ask God for a wagon load of gold and money when you haven't gotten yourself right to live right and do right. God is not going to bless that because he knows what you will do if he bless you. You will forget all about him. And that's why he can't give you but so much at a time. Can I get a witness? Uh, James, I know the Bible says we have not because we ask not. But at the same time, we got to know what to ask for, and we got to know how to ask, and we got to have ourselves in, living in a position so that when we do ask, the word says, ask what we will or may. And according to God's will, he will do it. But the problem with, with people, and we are not getting the blessing that all that we reserve, it's not God's fault. He's already promised what he would do. The problem is our own life, our own lifestyle, our own choices and decisions that we make. He owned the cattle on a thousand hills. He owned the water we drink. He owned the air we breathe. He owned the ground that we walk on. He is the one that wakes us up every morning. He is the one that's in charge. James said in Four and verse 3, and when you write it down, and when you get a chance, you go back and, and look at it. He says in, in, in 4 and 3, he says, he says, you lust and have not, kill and desire, and cannot obtain, 
ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. That's verse 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 uh, two. Verse three, he says, ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. In other words, what he's saying, that when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. That you may spend or use what you get for your own pleasure. Now, some of us know why we're not being blessed. <laughs> we're not being blessed by the one that can bless us. Because if he does, we only ask so we can use it for our own pleasure. Jesus said, I come that we might have life. See, we've got to have and live the life first. He said, well, he come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He didn't say we have everything we want to have in abundance. And then we say, oh, Lord, the way you bless me, I believe I better get saved. It doesn't work like that. You can have a little and God can bless you with a lot. God can do a, a seedingly above anything that we can think of as if we just do like Jabez and live honorably before him. Can I get a witness? And also Jesus said in Mark 11 and 23, a scripture that I love and, and I have always loved and thought about that scripture and I keep that scripture in my heart. And Jesus said that whosoever, whosoever shall, shall say unto this mountain, be thy removed and be thy cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe in those things that he said shall come to pass. And whatsoever things ye desire when you pray, pray, believe that ye shall receive them and ye shall have them. But this is the part in verse 25 that we need to always remember. And he says that when ye stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any that your Father which is in heaven will forgive you your trespasses. Now, verse, that was 25, 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you your trespasses. So when we call on the Lord and when we stand praying, it is important that we forgive People, they are trespassers. You can't pray to God with a grudge. You can't pray to God holding animosity against people. You can't pray to God want him to deliver you from your sins when you don't want to forgive others for their sins. He said, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven will forgive you your trespasses. So I say to you today, how do we know that we are one of his disciples? Is that we love one another. And he said that we are to love one another that, that as he has loved us. How can you say you love your brother who you have, who, who, 
How, how can you say that you love God that you have not seen and cannot love your brother that you see every day? See, people have got a lot of things mixed up, and they don't realize, according to the Bible, they don't know why prayers are not getting answered. When we stand praying, and there are many other instances in the Bibles and examples that I could give. The prayer, the Pharisee and the publican is another one. But that's another message for another day. But I pray that, that you will be like have. Be, 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 be like Jabez. Be like Jabez. Live honorably before men and women. And God can do the same thing for you that he did for this young boy that was supposed to have a dark future. Jabez's adult life was full of victories. His adult life was full of success, much different from the way he started out when he was born. So I say to you today, it's not what people call you, but it's who you call on. I say to you today, well, wherever you are, don't worry about the past. Don't worry about people, but just say, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to rejoice and be glad because I know that God is able. He might didn't bless me yesterday, but I know he's going to bless me on tomorrow. So I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on living. I'm going to keep on giving. I'm going to keep on trying. I'm not going to let anything or anybody turn me around or keep me from crying out to the Lord. Can I get a witness? And I tell you today, uh, J- Jabez, uh, this morning, Jabez, if he could sing a hymn, if he could sing a hymn like we sing in the world today, Jabez would probably say, uh, uh, may the life I live speak for me. May the service I give speak for me. May the work I've done speak for me. He said, when I'm resting in my grave, there's nothing more to be said. But may the life I live, may the service I give, may the life I live speak for me. It's not what people call you, but it's who you know to call on. God bless you. May the work I've done
Jabez was, she come asking for prayer. Not just for, for herself, but her family, her friend, her health, her well-being. Lord, and we pray for her future. And I want everyone to know under the sound of my voice, irregardless of what people may say about our youth, or what they're doing, or where they come from, that's not everybody. And Lord, I pray that our, our young people and our parents will instill honorable things into their children for generations to come. Lord, I pray a special prayer for Tiffany this morning. Touch her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. Touch her mind, her heart, her body, and her soul. Oh, Lord, give her a new leash on life. Give her strength. Take her, Lord, Holy Spirit, places whenever she thought she could go. Oh, Lord, we walk by faith and not by sight. Lord, we all have been called, can be called out of darkness into your marvelous light. Oh, Lord, show her that light. Show her that light that doesn't shine in, in the hood. Show her that light that's not on uh, YouTube and, 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 and the, the bad things that are on there and TikTok. But, Lord, let her know that you are the rock and you don't need a TikTok. This is the name of Jesus, I pray. Bless her. Bless her family. Bless everyone under the sound of my voice, those that need healing. And, Lord, we've had so many healings on last year. We know that you're going to continue to heal this year. Yeah. Wherever our family and loved ones may be, we claim healing. We rebuke the enemy this morning and command him to flee to the pits of hell from which he came. And I release the blood of Christ on the lives of everyone here. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. Oh, yeah. Lincoln Park Holiness Church is about loving people and helping community. Our main objective is winning souls. You are welcome to partner with us or help sponsor this ministry and broadcast with a donation. Please visit our website at lincolnparkchurch.com and click the Let's Give tab at the top of the screen. Feel free to leave comments. You can also download the Givelify app on your mobile phone and look for Lincoln Park Church. Cash app, hashtag Lincoln Park CRF. 
We are located at 13 Heath Street in Raleigh, North Carolina. God bless you, and we look forward to you joining us next week on NFI Radio and Catch the Wave from the number one radio station reaching the world with gospel music and preaching. Oh, God, you 
done for me. First of all, how many poor folks that come from a poor family out there? Those of you that know God, Ross, let me hear you say yeah. I'm going to name a few things that he done for me. Just a few. And if he did the same thing for you, I just want you to scream, yeah, just loud as you can. Let's, can I tell you what he done for me? Let me tell you. Turn you 
stories about a man. I had these experiences that some would call dreams and visions. I knew that there was someone or something out there carefully crafting a path before me with precision. In my home, 
I saw pictures of a bearded man in a robe. And much of the darkness that indwells seemed to be dispelled with bright blinking lights inexplicable like a strobe. But Jesus was a name I couldn't readily recount. I heard he walked like me and he talked like me, but he was considered to be divine. But I figured in a life such as mine, which was an uphill climb, that to Jesus, me, I'd simply be counted out and only deserved his wrath. I mean, it didn't add up. I did the math. You take one boy, subtract an earthly father that he can't see, add in the fact that he has an unseen omnipotent father, multiply that by the fact that he loves me unconditionally, tell him that his sinning was causing division. So this father had to send his son to whom I owe my reciprocated belief and this somehow equals eternal life for me. So the older I got, the faster I ran. From Jesus and his voice, which was emphatic yet sporadic like whispers through a fan. And I had to learn for myself. So I picked up one of the Bibles that was strewn across the shelf and I read. I read about a virgin named Mary who was not yet married but traveled to and fro. Her, her soon-to-be husband, and some animal. I read about a visitation from an angel that I can only assume felt tangible as he stood in front of Joseph and explained the prophecy of old that Mary was with child in her yet conceived from the Holy Ghost. They would have a son and that they should name him Jesus and he would save the people from their sins. I remember thinking in this moment that if I was Joseph, this angel would have to visit me again and again and again because that's how my walk with God was going at the time. Real lackluster, a lot of back and forth. It's hard to believe in the stance of a man when your life lacks male support. But since then I've been grateful for all the men that God has brought into my life that have helped me unpack the gospel. The Ramis, the Nathans, the Johns, the Sergios, and all of his other disciplined disciples. I studied about how his birth shifted the definition of time literally from BC to AD for about 30 years or so there seemed to be a break that I can only interpret as a father wanting his son to mature until that day the skies opened up and God said this is my son with whom I am well pleased and as John the Baptist baptized this Messiah the commencement of Jesus journey began I read about his travels from land to land and how he could change a man's life with the simple grab of the hand how he would approach fishermen and other phrases like if you come with me I will make you fishers of man. And how without a second thought, they dropped their nets, left their father and the hired men, and ran toward the light. I heard about how he healed the lame and helped the blind to see that his yoke was easy and that his burden was light. How he drove demons out of people and he raised them from the dead. And if I was burdened and exhausted, I could go to him and find rest for my soul. But the most valuable thing I learned from Jesus walking on water is that our path in this life isn't always steady. But just know that when it's time for you to step out of the boat, that Jesus will catch you, whether or not you can float. And it was in the middle of an inductive study of Colossians 2, when all of my circles and underlines kept pointing back to one name. And as I sat across the table from Kirby at 6 a.m., I uttered it again and again. I wanted to stand on top of the tables and yell, it's Jesus! It's Jesus is what this whole book is about. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Nothing in my life matters without Jesus. But in all these things, I had no real proof. His existence in my life only looked good in ink. I was so hypocritically analytical that I couldn't allow my heart to think. 
until that day came that I cannot verbally fully capture. But just know I understood the depth of his mission and that he came to set the captives free because there was none more captive than me. My encounter with Jesus was staged on a seashore. AC set fire to my former life and together we watched it sink. Together we watched the sun set as he physically pulled from somewhere deep inside of me a lifetime of embedded lies and he cast them into the sea. And as I knelt before Jesus with an emptiness that I had never felt, he put his hand into the sea. He poured the water over my head and he washed me repeatedly. And as I stood, the dead weight from my past pain and shame sank. And when I was asked if there was anything else, the confession poured from my soul. He raised his hand and with one gesture, completely erased a lifetime of defilement that I have no method to measure. The waters from the sea rose up and completely washed over me. I just remember in this moment thinking that I could breathe. It's as if I was being passed through the birth canal and I came out as pure as a newborn. And for the first time in my life, I felt like I had just been sworn in as a brother to Christ. I had just been adopted into a family that I could not afford the price. A lifetime of feeling unloved, unwanted, and burdensome had completely been erased. See, Jesus is my healer. He's my brother. He's my rescuer. He's my cornerstone, my friend, my deliverer. He's my comforter, my companion, and my savior. He is the Messiah, my protector. He's the living waters that have kept me alive. He came as a ransom for me. He is Emmanuel, the divine son of the living God. He's a dispatch of angels in the second heaven when this light bears down on me. He's the light in the darkness when the shores I can't see. He's the light of this world, and he's the light of my life. Jesus. And it's because of Jesus that death has lost its sting, and I can live my life shame-free with no chains on me, because I am his beloved, and because he is my king. first on the way. Catch the wave on the NFI coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina in the studio of the NFI Gospel Network. Catch the wave on the NFI. Jesus, Jesus, forever the same. Jesus, Jesus, I'll never can rain. Oh, 
anybody, anybody here but still away that midnight hour. Go down on your knees, talk to Jesus.
Satan trying to get busy up in here. He couldn't sing like he wanted to. Those of you that's from Tupelo, y'all know he can sing. And let me tell you something. I bind Satan back in hell where he belongs. I'll have the church folks up in here. Stretch forth your hand right now. Stretch, if I got some saved folks in here, stretch forth your hand right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you as humble as we know how. We ask you to touch his body right now in the name of Jesus. Satan, you got to go. Satan, you have no authority here. Satan, get out of here. And we say in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen.
think you have better in you. Come on, sing. Now I will bless the Lord. Fire is so 